Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Before we get started today, I just wanted to let people know this episode deals seriously with some difficult subjects, including suicidal thoughts, self-harm, and these are sensitive subjects for a lot of people. If that includes you, please keep it in mind before you listen. And if you or someone you know needs help, please, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Hello to everybody who doesn't really want to make a joke in the opening to this one. It's beautiful, shorties. It's half an hour. It's my phone call. It's no names. It's no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. It's Chris Gathard. Welcome to Beautiful Shorties. This is, of course, 30-minute episodes. We made a TV version of the show with Topic.com. We recorded eight calls. We only needed to use four, so we're putting the rest out in the feed. Thank you to Topic.com for that. And if you want to watch those episodes, you go to Topic.com. You use the code BEAUTIFULANON. You get 30 days for free. And all four episodes are up there now, so you can just blaze through them for free. And then hopefully you like all the programming Topic has to offer. You stick around and... Hopefully enough people do that, that we get to make more of these and I get to pay my mortgage. would be awesome. Today's call, uh, it deals with some very difficult subjects, including suicidal thoughts and self-harm. If you or someone you know needs help, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. I really hope that if you are feeling those thoughts, A, you know that now you can listen to this episode some other time. That'll be too much. B, I hope you get something out of it because it's about recovery. It's about pushing through, getting to the other side of those insanely hard feelings. And I feel bad using the word insane, but as someone who has had suicidal feelings, I feel like I'm within my rights to, I know how crazy it is. This caller does too. A lot of talk about getting on the other side of that and what lays on the other side of it when you decide you do want to be alive. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi. Is How? is this Chris? It is. How are you? What the fuck? Oh my <laughs> fucking God. Sorry, Sally. Wow, you Wait, went hard. What? You went hard. Oh my God. It's nice to talk I've to you. I've literally like called so many times. It's so nice to talk to you too. Are you crying? I am. <laughs> There's no need to cry. No, 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 no. It's like a good cry. It's like I've literally called like 50,000 times and I finally got through. So it's like a, oh, thank God, release. <laughs> it's oh, finally that's, happening. That's very flattering. Well, now that, now that the time's <laughs> upon us, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Okay. 
So this is like perfect timing too. So a year ago, tomorrow was the year um, anniversary of my suicide attempt. And I just wanted to kind of talk with you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I just kind of wanted to talk to you about how much I've grown in just a year. I'm only 19 and like how much I've accomplished and how far I've gotten in just a year. Well, I'm really glad you're okay. I'm really glad you're here to talk to me. Let me start by saying that. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I don't even know how to like start into this, but basically, uh, I've been listening to you since your first episode or your first podcast ever came out. So like, I'm sorry, I'm still like kind of in shock. This is crazy. (laughs) But so like I said, I'm 19 and a year ago tomorrow was the anniversary of my suicide attempt. And a year ago, I was in such a horrible place. Um, I finally decided to press charges against my molester. So I'm currently in the process of going through that trial. Um, That's been a big change during this. Wow. Wow. This is a, This is a lot. This is a lot. This is hard. I'm so, so sorry to hear that. So, so sorry to hear that. I I mean, I'm glad you're, thank you. I'm glad you're stepping up. I imagine all these things tie together. It was a lot. (laughs) It was was a lot of stuff at once. Yes. So, so that's when it all started. That's kind of, I was in, the mental space of dealing with that and just dealing with the process of the court, just constantly victimizing the victims, um, not believing the victim whatsoever. So that was like my point of the life, my life, I was really down. I was kind of beaten down and I decided that I wanted to do something about it. And I am so thankful that I didn't fully go through. So I was in the hospital for a week. And when I was in the hospital, that's when I rediscovered my love for art, which has been the biggest way I've been able to heal this past year. Well, I'm glad that art is there for you as it so often can be for us sad people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you mentioned that you wanted to talk about how you, you know, how you've grown, how you've, how you've learned how the last year's been. You mentioned art came up. I'd love to hear, uh, I'd love to hear what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, So I guess I'll start with the way and how I've grown. Like looking back, I'm completely an entire different person than who I was a year ago. I was so broken and I was so insecure and I had no path in my life. I was constantly just self-sabotaging. I was like wrongfully diagnosed, (laughs) not on the right medications. So just starting, I just like to consider that part of my life like point zero. Like that's just the lowest I've ever been. And just I've been going on this journey this past year and it's been crazy of just finally figuring out who I actually am as a person and who I want to be and like what type of energy and the people I want to surround myself with in this world. And just starting just the first thing I did was quit my job, honestly. <laughs> like when I got out of the hospital, I just stopped working and I was like, All right, you know what? Screw this. 
I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still at my parents' house. And so I just started biking and I was really out of shape. I've lost a total of like 60 pounds in a year. I started biking and I just like didn't stop. So I would be just gone for hours and then I would just bike and I would bike and I would bike until I was able to clear my head. And then it just kind of started. That was like the turning point for me out of the hospital. Wow. Wow. What was your job that you quit? Yeah. So I was actually um, a hostess at this company. It's funny. My best friend still works there. My roommate still works there. But I was a hostess for this large furniture company that now has a cafe. And I opened a restaurant that they have where I'm from. So it's like, you know, (laughs) think it through. So you got out of the hospital. You were like, step one, fuck that. Let's move on and uh, make some big changes. Yeah, no, step one, like, I need to stop. Exactly. It was like, I loved that job. I loved all all the people there, but the clientele was like those uppity, rich, white people that, like, would fight you genuinely if you couldn't seat them in time. So (laughs) I think that was the first first step out <laughs> yeah that's a good pressure release like right there if you uh if you if you want less stress and anxiety in your life getting out of a job where you have uh people fighting you over seating preferences at a furniture cafe that's a very good first step oh absolutely it was wild i'm gen- i'm shocked <laughs> by the amount of people <laughs> that would just get so angry because they couldn't sit on a fancy couch while they ate Man, it's uh, the people. People don't realize how small their problems are sometimes, huh? It's like this is what you're gonna throw a tantrum about. You don't get to sit on the fancy couch. Maybe, maybe you're living a yeah, really good life. Really? And you should just enjoy it's your a, food. Exactly. Like it's a seventy thousand square foot gallery. There was a like a bar where you could take like wine and sit on all the furniture across all the space. But yeah, that was that was step one. I had to exit. Yeah. Step one of my plans. <laughs> I left. Um, and then after that, I decided to start grinding with school again. I ended up graduating high school a year early. And so I was like really focused. And then I got really severely depressed and had no clue, like what the hell I was doing, anything whatsoever. And then that semester coming out of the hospital, it's like when I finally really started to put effort into my school and show myself that like. I can actually do shit, <laughs> like get things done that I want and can put my mind to. That's amazing. And have you, uh, so you got through high school, you're early, super focused up. Are you already looking at a new career path? Are you, do you have stuff you're excited about that you're moving towards? Yeah, actually. So like, like I've been saying, like, it's just been crazy. Like these 19 years on this earth, um, I'd always been in the restaurant industry because genuinely, like, that's pretty much all that a high schooler can really do. And so I've had a multiple multitude of jobs since I was working in the financial industry for a few months, which was really fun. I ended up um, getting to open an office, like a branch here and uh, wherever I'm from, because I can't say the city name. I'm so sorry. I'm just, <laughs> I almost messed that one up. Um, but then, so that's been, I was originally picking that path and I centered my major around finance and then my boss kind of screwed me over during Corona. So I lost my job. She sold her book of business without telling anyone. So then that really began for me to start focused on selling my art, which is like my goal. It's my passion. Very cool. Now, what are we talking here? 
Visual Thank art, you. graphic art. What, what are we talking? What's the art? Metal We're talking work, all types of art. Metalwork, ceramics. What are we talking here? <laughs> no, Pottery. I'm woodwork. Woodwork. There's, see, you're naming all of the things that are like in a junk bin in my attic of stuff that I've made, <laughs> but I've tried. <laughs> I've uh-huh. tried. Uh-huh. But so, now lately I've been... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You, you tell me. Lately you've been what? I want to hear what's really happening instead of my random... What's really going on? Yeah. <laughs> so I've really been focusing on graphic art, mm-hmm. like graphic designing. Um, I do very whimsical. Like the best way to describe my art is I draw like a six-year-old, but like I can make it work. <laughs> like it, it makes sense. <laughs> so I do a lot of things. Like <laughs> um, one of the biggest ways like I've been able to establish my art and be able to sell it is actually through an app that's about to be banned on TikTok. Wait, you so can, you can sell sure stuff through TikTok? Our... Yeah. I thought TikTok, you, I, I'm going to sound so I've... old. I thought TikTok was like, you, you lip, you're lip sync to a song for eight seconds at a time and people love it. Yeah, I did too. Until I understood the fact that I can't dance and that then <laughs> <laughs> nothing's not going to work out for me and that's it. So wait, you display your art on TikTok and people have an opportunity to purchase it through the app? Kind of, yeah. So like, again, so random. Um, we're going to like take it back just a few seconds. I promise it's all going to make sense. I swear. <laughs> I didn't take my Adderall this morning, so my apologies. That's but, okay. I've been there. So a few months ago, yeah. I feel like you've been there too, but Adderall was not for me though. <laughs> it, it made me, I, I tell you, I, it made me poop blood. I'll just put it out there. I've talked about it publicly before. It made See? me, yeah, it made hey, me poop blood. It's okay. It's made me constantly have like, I literally pee every five minutes. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. I was on another <laughs> med called new vigil that, uh, made me do that. And that was the drug that I understand that movie Limitless is based on, the one about where you take a drug and get superpowers. And I get it. Anyway, we've gotten distracted with our drug talk. So, Sorry. So, yes, you were about to explain. We absolutely did. Yes. Okay, so everything goes full circle. So about a few months ago um, was when I officially, because of corona, it had to be over the phone, where I was going through my trial with my molester. Uh, I had been rewarded victim compensation finally. So that was like a huge step. So I made a video about it on TikTok. And like me with, as I said previously, I can't dance. I was getting two likes on a video, like no cap, maybe 30, 30 followers. And it blew up. And I got over a hundred thousand likes on it. <laughs> and so like, I got this little community and I was like, huh? So wait, so I guess like my pain, your pain really you sold the sizzle. Your pain really sold the sizzle to the masses out there. Yeah, I know that it, feeling like, too. You see it set the tone. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. So, so, so you ex- like make people kind of feel bad and then get their money. Well, sympathetic and empathetic and rooting for you mm. and, and inspired is what's really happening there. So just explain to me, because I am 40, which means I'm not allowed to understand mm-hmm. TikTok. So you're celebrating the fact that you've taken down this person who was a monster in your life. You put up a TikTok that blows up and you said you can't dance. So what are people seeing without outing yourself by describing it too heavy? Is it, is yeah. it images of your no, art no, no, or is no, it no. you talking? What is it? 
So it's like a mixture. So like that video, I like kind of regret the one that I made because I was dancing in it to like an extremely explicit song that like <laughs> didn't line up with my message whatsoever. <laughs> but because of that, like <laughs> like-minded people, I guess like going through similar situations followed my page and I started posting like compilations of my art and just kind of doing like little like do you know what a vlog is? A vlog. This is where you talk to a camera and you post it. It's a video blog. Mm-hmm. And a blog nice. is where yes, you sir. write. Yeah, that's well, within vlog. my wheelhouse. Yep. Yeah. Every, yep, every, yep, yep. All my knowledge of the internet and apps cuts off about four and a half years ago. That's when I officially became too old to learn about new things. Snapchat was the turning point for me. That's when Vine died. Yeah. When Vine died, honestly, that's all like that. That ended it all. I I completely understand. Yeah, Snapchat. I, I signed <laughs> but, up for. So, and was like, I don't get what this is. And then Vine. I was like, I really don't understand what this is. And TikTok. I I don't even. Like it doesn't. I still don't even understand TikTok. I okay. again, I'm so confused why that video got any likes. Mm-hmm. So what I was like able to do now that I was able to get um like a following off of that, I just started drawing people like my followers. And I would draw them like profile pictures and sell them for fifteen dollars each. Back to the followers themselves. And then they would repost it and tag me. Yeah, that's a good. I would sell them like um, I would draw them. Mm -hmm. Because you know everyone's a little bit narcissistic and they want to be drawn, so you might as well capitalize on that. That's one of the most bankable things you can rely on from now until the end of time is that people are just slightly narcissistic. You can find a way to tap into that in a classy way. You might have a gig. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the phone call. Hey, you know, everyone's a little bit narcissistic and they want to be drawn. So you might as well capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they, what, do they send you a photo or you just look at their, their profile and see what they've posted and you, uh, you do it off of that? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mixture. So it's like, so what I was saying was that um, I'm going to school for marketing. So I'm just trying to kind of like figure out the algorithm of TikTok while I'm doing it. So I'm doing a lot of like cross promoting. So I have my like DMs turned off on TikTok. So people have to follow my Instagram and like my art page and DM me on there. Look so then that. once they DM me and place their order, I know, isn't that wild? That's entrepreneurship. So you're getting this marketing <laughs> degree and as you're learning every lesson, you're putting it into action in your own online money-making schemes. Oh my goodness. When you say entrepreneurship, that was like, my parents say that was my first word. Obviously it wasn't, it was fall, <laughs> but I was a hustler since the second I popped out. <laughs> all right. All right. And may I ask, is this, uh, I mean, you're 19, so I'm not sure if you live at home. I would imagine maybe that is the case, but are you making, uh, are you making not, no. So you're out, you're out on your own. You're paying rent. Yeah, I am out as of three weeks ago. I'm telling you this call perfect timing. I literally moved out out of the blue three weeks ago. I have a not very great relationship with my mother and my best friend and I have a house now, which I'm currently sitting on our sunroom with my cat, chilling, talking and, to Chris Gethard. Like, what is my life? I don't even know. And are you paying for this sweet sunroom off of these TikTok drawings? Oh, are you kidding me? Of course. That's the sole source of income right now. Yes. 
that's my sole source of income right now. It's literally, it's everything I've ever wanted to do as a kid. And like, I just, life has been wild. Like in a year now I'm doing exactly what I've wanted to like a dream since I've had, since I was two years old when I started to dream like about what I wanted to do when I was older. Like I never thought I could make art into a career and now here I am. So if you had to estimate how many of these drawings you're selling a month, what are we thinking? Oh goodness. Okay. So each drawing, so in the beginning they started off as 15. So like I still do them for 15, but I do a lot of, I do like printmaking too. So Uh I do a lot of my money comes off like my commission work now that's come from the profile pictures. But I started selling the profile pictures like two months ago and I've probably done a total of over like 300. 300. So we're talking almost five grand off the profile mm-hmm. pictures and then you're expanding it into commissioned work via your uh, funneling all your people to Instagram to get them hooked on that specifically because Instagram is a more uh, uh, visual medium in the sense that it's actual photographs that they can sit and look at and ponder. Exactly. Reflect. Come really, how do you say, um, become part of my personal brand is mm-hmm, what mm-hmm, <laughs> I've been mm-hmm. telling myself that I need to work <laughs> uh-huh, on. Uh-huh. So that can, it's not even just buying like a piece of my work. It's kind of just buying a piece of my story because that is something that I share with each thing that I make. Wow. And, and are these drawings that you, you mail to people, the physical copy, or are they just files that they receive? Yeah. So perks of social media is that you don't have to mess with postal service or anything. I just send it back to them in a JPEG um, on their DM. So you don't even have postage costs. There's zero overhead costs to this business. I literally have zero. I I draw it on my iPad. You don't even buy paper. I don't even have paper. You don't even need to buy pens. I don't even buy paper. I have an iPad. Yeah, what is a pen? I don't know. (laughs) I am so old. And I have worked so hard in my life. <laughs> so many things. Just running into walls over and over again to try to pay the goddamn mortgage. But I've gotten very lucky too, I must admit, even though I'm grumbling you have. Like I'm for you humor set the sake. tone. <laughs> you set the tone of hard work for other people, like the younger generation, to like be inspired by you, but figure out an easier way to do everything is like the way that I think. Well, that's really nice of you. And I do have to say that even though I'm giving you the business a little bit, the idea that you can get through all the stuff you've gotten through and then within a year, you're finding a way to do stuff that's very fulfilling and that gives you the free time to focus on yourself and taking care of yourself, both mental health-wise and physical health-wise, that allows you to go live on your own and feel like your own person. That's that's what it's all about. So I I applaud you greatly. Mm-hmm. I will. I do reserve the right oh, to keep. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but I, I also reserve the right to continue grumbling as an old person who doesn't understand technology. But that's all jokes. The overhead oh, umbrella statement absolutely. is, hell yeah, kudos to you. That's awesome. Hell yeah, but then I'm not even a millennial. So then it's like, hell yeah, but like screw Gen Zs because I don't even like the people my age. So it's okay. You're Gen Z. I'm younger than a millennial. I was a 2000 baby. You were born in 2000? Mm-hmm, turn of the century. So I was a sophomore in college when you were born. Or no, junior. Junior in college. Even That's older. ridiculous. <laughs> no, wait, sophomore? Maybe sophomore. Sophomore. Depends on what. What month were you born? I was born on November. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, I was a, yes, sophomore. I was a sophomore in college <laughs> when you were born. I was 
months away from legally being able to drink. Oh, God. I'm so old. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. (sighs) (sighs) Okay. I'll stop having a midlife crisis here on the phone. It's not your fault. You don't. It's okay. This is all internal to me and my own. uh, My hairline's going so fast. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I am so glad you're okay. And I'm so glad you're thriving. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. If it'll make you feel any better, today's my dad's 70th birthday. 70th? I was a complete accident. So that should make you feel okay with your age. Wow. 70th. Your dad. Mm -hmm. Your dad. uh, Look at that. That's pretty inspiring. Yeah. You you don't have to slow down when you get older. You uh, You can still find the passion in your life, so to speak. Absolutely. No, he's chilling. We built like a pool um, at my house out of a cow feeder at my parents' house. So we're going to go swim in our cow feeder pool. What is a cow? What's a cow feeder? How big is a cow feeder? Have you never heard of them? No. Oh, wow. This is the thing you need to look up. So I don't know if you can tell, but I'm from the South, as I like almost said. So there's these things now going around called stock tank pools. And they are made out of these cow feeder troughs. So they're like nine feet in diameter. They're two feet tall. And it's literally just a metal circle that cows drink out of. But we like dug a hole in the ground, put it in, installed a saltwater tank. Like it's a dope pool. It's just meant for like, I guess, really short people or 70 year olds that don't want to get their hair wet. (laughs) And that's like what we've been using in the summer. So it's two feet deep. Two feet deep. You can literally, I'm six feet tall, so I can just sit on my stomach and, or sit on my butt and I'm chilling. So it's like a kiddie pool for grownups embedded in the ground. Yeah. It's like a kiddie pool for grownups and cows. And it's salt water. That's pretty cool. And cows. That's good for the skin. I I have, my mom, it's great. It's great. I have a really weird cat. My mom's cat's really strange. He likes to swim. And then my dog that's at my parents' house, he likes to drink the water, but we took him to the vet and he's okay, but he likes to swim as well. So let me, just the visual image in my mind, just so I have it, you, there's a six, there's a two foot deep circular pool in the ground filled with salt water. It's a thing that cows are accustomed to drinking out of. A cat swims in it with you. You're six <laughs> feet tall, so two thirds of your body towers out of this pool, and and a dog likes to drink from it. This is a cartoon. No wonder mm-hmm. you. No, and, no wonder you draw cartoons. You live a cartoon life. Oh, like we haven't even like divulged into any. My life, it's literally a story. Like I don't understand it. That's it's very confusing. But yeah, if you look it up, they're called stock tank pools. Stock but tank because pools. they got so popular this summer. They're like sold out across the entire country. Like you can't even like get the trowels anymore. Wow. I think I was once in something similar. I once worked a job in Austin, Texas, where I had to live in a stranger's backyard because I've done so much weird stuff. Oh. And they had a big metal thing and they had it propped up on legs with a propane propane heater under it. And it was like a homemade hot tub. (laughs) It's like Hansel and Gretel. It's like a little stew. Yeah, if they put some carrots and celery I think in there, a little I weirder been in than where I am. Yeah, I keep Austin weird, baby. <laughs> Vegan, because you're vegetarian. I'm vegetarian now, full veggie. Yeah, gave up the fish. Gave up the fish. Now, oh wow, I'm glad. Uh, I'm so glad. Think about this. A year ago, 
you had no idea that your life could be what it is right now. And it sounds like you're, it sounds like you're living in a way where you're really happy. And I really like hearing that. And I think I really that's, am. I think that's a good thing for me to hear. And it's a good thing for everybody to hear. Thank you. Thank you. It's crazy. Like it's wild thinking. Cause I saw you, you came to where I live, like not last. It was like, shoot. When was it? Oh. It was like before I even went like before, like I like had this, like this pressure spell. Like it was kind of like right before, like I ended up having to go to the hospital. So just like thinking like there, I literally, I like was the first person in line to talk to you. I was waiting in line and my freaking mom, helicopter mom was behind me. And I, I, I cried. Like I couldn't even talk to you. Like I had to have my mom talk to you and you signed my book and that book stays on my nightstand. And like, I would listen to you like when I, did yeah, you sorry. did you run away? <laughs> did you run away? Um, no, not run, but kind of like offer their like smile and do the same thing that I did and like try to cry but talk at the same time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I and, remember when I toured the south. <laughs> I remember. This happens from time to time where people cry. Although you know, I will say there is. I'm very very flattered and honored of what you're saying. There is a way to interpret it where you said. <laughs> You saw me and then fell into a deep depression. That That is a timeline that you've laid out. I mean, potentially correct, oh, but gosh. at least, like, if it is that way, then you know that it was funny. Like, part of the part of it was funny. All right. <laughs> but it is, but it is, it is, um, you've definitely, uh, shoot, I don't know how to describe, like, where I saw you without giving it away. It's a comedy club that starts with a Z. And I feel like not many of them start with a Z. With a Z. A Z. Oh. We have Waffle House. Yeah, wait, hold on. Let me just double check this. Yeah, I know where you are. I know where you mm-hmm. are. All right, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, I'll tell you what, too. <laughs> I felt proud of those shows. I felt pretty good. I, I don't always feel good, but I remember those ones. Oh, they were good. amazing. Yeah, because that was the first club they I ever great. headlined on the road, and I bombed that time. So I wanted to go and get it back. <laughs> Just ate shit. I love it. I still have. Hey, you know what? It, it'll bounce back. It Everybody happens. here is pretty nice. It happens. This, uh, the ones you saw, I felt yeah, really good about. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I really so it's like? It's just like, it's crazy. Like, oh, no, go for yeah. it. F- finish your thought. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just saying, it's just crazy. Like, th- the way that lately, like, what I've been going with my therapist too is like, I've been really hard on myself my whole life. So, what she's been having me do is like compartmentalize my memories in like certain ways, like milestones to see how far I've become. And how far I've grown in such a short amount of time and just like associating certain memories, like the thing like of meeting you, seeing how I was, how I was acting to where I am now to where I put emphasis like on my mental and my physical health, on my friendships. I cut out such toxic people in my life and it's just such a huge change. You know what I really love is uh, I love hearing that you're okay, hearing that you got through it, hearing that you're living evidence that things do in fact get better, that things can in fact improve. And uh, what I really love is that you've been through so much and the way life works 
is that you go through all this sadness and we can actually spend the whole time talking about cartoons and uh, weird pools. And I think that that's really... I know, I feel so bad. <laughs> no, you should feel great because I actually think that's real life. And I think that's a good message for anyone listening to remember, which is that sometimes you're so scared to get help or go to a hospital because you think it's going to leave a mark on you forever, but it doesn't. You get to come back out of the hospital and swim in a cow trough, you know? That's a really good thing to remember. Exactly. And live in a house with a sunroom. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Sorry, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Well, our time is up. I'm so, so happy you're okay. And I really enjoyed our conversation. So thank you for calling. Thank you. Seriously, Chris, thank you. What you're doing is incredible. I do my best. Callers, thank you so much. I'm glad we got to talk on the phone. I'm glad you're still here. And I thank you for trusting me with your story. Thank you so much. Thank you to Topic for allowing us to use the audio uh, that we recorded as part of their sessions here on the podcast feed. Very, very cool of you. Thank you to Anita Flores and Jared O'Connell and Jordan Allen and Shell Shag. Want to know more about me? ChrisGeth.com. If you want the whole beautiful anonymous back catalog without ads, stitcherpremium.com slash stories. Thanks so much for listening.